is a code of silence that we don't dare speak. There's a wall between us and a river so deep. We keep pretending that there's nothing wrong. There's a code of silence and it can't go on. Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on the 20th of August 2010. I always start off the show by suggesting to newcomers, and there's always newcomers coming in, all age groups too. It's nice to see so many young ones coming in as well, trying to find out what's going on. And I always refer you to CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com website where you find hundreds of audios for download where I try to cover the bigger picture to show you the kind of world you're really in and to point out the cons and the lies. And, yeah, that's something that young people have to get really through their heads is that the older folk really do lie to them all the time, especially those in power. The higher up you go, the more lies you get because they treat us like children, you see. That's the whole idea of mastering the masses. Treat them like children, give them childish excuses for everything you do, and it's generally good enough for most of them. They're quite happy with it, but not for them all, like yourselves, because you're looking for answers. So go into cuttingthroughthematrix.com and help yourselves. And remember, to go into the book section. That's what keeps me going, just about, almost. Uh, and order the books too, because I don't go through history in the usual fashion of boring, dry dates and times and people. I show you the cons of history and how they really control the minds of millions of people, an ancient technique all down through the ages, and how they still do it today. It helps to deprogram you too while you read them. From the U.S. to Canada, remember you can pay by a personal check. You can also use an international postal money order from the post office. And you can use cash. You can also use PayPal to donate or to purchase. And I do appreciate donations as well, remember, too. But if you want to purchase with PayPal, just send a separate email after your PayPal donation with your name, address, and order, and I'll get it out to you. Same across the rest of the world with the addition of Western Union, which is kind of hefty, hefty fee they put on it. Uh, MoneyGram, I think, is a bit cheaper. Cash, again, you can send, or PayPal to donate or to purchase. Remember, a separate email after you've sent the donation off to me. And a separate email for your name and address and order. Full address, too. Some people, it's amazing. They skip out their postal codes and so on. And as you know, the zombies in the post office can't do anything if they don't have that little code on it. They just don't understand maps and things like that. But that's the world we live in as we go more into high tech, supposedly and people become brighter for their brighter future and actually become an awful lot dumber in the process. That's the real world we live in. And it's no coincidence of becoming dumber. Everyone's becoming dumber. Everybody, I'm sure I'm getting dumber myself and uh, lots of other people too. Uh, the further we progress, supposedly, along science, the more we're poisoned with the foods that they give us, deliberately, by the way. And the more they give us the technotronic warfare, which is there and in use. Uh, remember, too, that Brzezinski talked about using it across whole continents back in the 70s. And it already existed then. So don't think for an instant they're, they're not going to use it or they're not using it. 
is to be used in times of crisis to keep the people placid and happy. So, as I say, they still they'll use these techniques for sure, and no, no doubt about it, uh, to keep us placid, because we're going through the crisis now of wars on terror. And I think that's the music coming in now. It's very faint, but uh, I'll see you after this break. Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt. We're cutting through the Matrix. And of course the Matrix is full of deceptions, and that's the whole trick of making it work for those who own it, basically. We're just born into it, each in our own time, and we're given the appropriate indoctrination for your generation at school. And then that's updated by the movies you watch. Actually, it starts even with the cartoons you watch before you go to school, but then it's updated by school, and then the media, and the movies the culture industry, to make sure that you will adapt and follow because you do things by copying um, others, you see, uh, into the proper system for your generation. And that's how it's been for an awful long time. People like Bertrand Russell call it the scientific indoctrination. Scientific. And they, they knew back in his day how to do it. Why did they know that? Because they'd already done it to previous generations. That's why. Yep. It's quite fascinating, too. And the trick is always to make people think they're involved in something uh, as far as decisions go. So the media, the middlemen, that's what media really means, they peddle the nonsense from the big boys to the ones at the bottom to make sure we get the right idea, which is always the wrong idea. But uh, they peddle the stuff down to us and make you think that somehow you're involved in something. You've got a say in something. And it's a clever idea, you know, this voting system, because uh, Britain, I think, was one of the first countries to try it. Uh, they started off with a thing called democracy, because every few years they'd have uh, rebellions from the from the people, the serfs and so on, uh, because of generally because of taxations and because the elite like to have big castles and go off and have foreign wars and and steal a lot of plunder and do things like that. That's what powerful people really really crave is to have more and more power. When you've got everything, what else is there? You know, so. They came up with this idea of democracy, where every few years you get a chance to vote. Now, they didn't bother at the start in democracy with the ordinary folk. You had to be a landowner and a property owner to get the vote. And over the years, the eventually says, okay, you know, um, you can get you can get the vote if you're if you're a property owner or a house owner. And even then, you had to own so many houses, and they kept lowering it and lowering it. And it wasn't until World War One that the ordinary folk got the votes for the first time. Uh, without having land or, or even owning a house. But uh, it was to give them the impression, yep, you're, you're involved in something, you have a say, and so you didn't think about rebelling. What you think about in democracy is kicking the present bunch out to get something new in. Uh, and, of course, the ones who get in are the ones that promise you the most. So it's a very simple technique that's worked for a long, long time. But, however, um, they still allow, they allow is Carl Quigley, who was the historian for CFR, he, he did say that all the leaders are always members of the Council on Foreign Relations and in Britain and elsewhere, the Royal Institute of International Affairs, where lower politicians are allowed to show off a bit and try and grab more power for themselves, show how witty they are, and hope to get to up the flagpole a bit higher. 
So uh, they decided eventually democracy is too cumbersome with all these bickering little nobodies at the bottom who all want to be somebodies, and they can't get the big agenda through fast enough. And after all, the elites, you see, who gave us the con game of democracy have never, ever really given us it at all, just the illusion of it. They've always got their plans on the go, and the idea of bickering people down below slows them up a little bit, so they have to bring you into a post-democratic society. And that's what we're living through right now, uh, post-democracy. And that's why they crashed the banks, or at least told us that at the right time. Uh, it was all a con game to begin with. Uh, all banks are run on Ponzi schemes. Uh, the bubbles always exist in them, and it runs on pure optimism. So when they crash it, really, uh, the banks don't lose a darn thing. They get paid back for crashing it by the taxpayer, of course. And But but we must get taught the lesson. That's the whole point of it, to be austere, because it was, it was time for the next part of the plan, austerity. Remember, the elites say that there's too many of us, you see, and our only purpose here in the past was to serve them and go and fight for their wars and do intensive farming, stuff like that. They don't need us at all anymore, and now they've got the whole globe, this global cabal. Therefore, they want to diminish us, their populations. So they've got to bring down health care, they've got to, under the guise that they can't afford it, uh, and they've got to uh, sterilize more folk. They've done a good job so far, mind you. Uh, very quietly uh, through their poisoning your food. As I said, they would, mind you. They're very honest in their own publications. And they're en route right now to the grand society, the big society, as they call it, private partnerships with uh, the with uh, government working together. The very thing, strangely enough, that Adam Weishaupt said they'd do, uh, backed up by Albert Pike, because they talked about using philanthropy eventually to rule the world. That way you don't bother with voters. You um, who are you going to complain to? They're not really a government. They're, they're, they're charities, you see. So it, it's, it's, it, it doesn't take much to throw the public off uh, a deep thought. It takes very little just to nudge them off a deep thought or having more, or even getting near to a deep thought. It doesn't take much to put them in a kind of double-click mode and like a computer that's stuck with two programs running. And they think, yeah, charity, good, uh, government uh, bad. Uh, uh, so who do you complain to? The government will say, "Well, we don't run the charities." You know. Meanwhile, these massive charities literally are putting billions of dollars. The big philanthropist boys, billions and trillions of dollars into the stock market every day, and changing the course of history as they do it. You don't think about that, do you? But here's an article here about also uh, privacy. See, in a post-democratic society where they can really rush ahead with their big society stuff and bring the populations down over maybe 30 years, 40 years, they're very humane about it. They don't want to kill us all off at once. Uh, so they do it uh, you know, one at a time through cancers and things like that. So they, at the moment, they must bring down uh, privacy, all privacy, to make sure they can track all their... You see, if you're a good farmer, you want to have every cow branded. And that means that you want to know their state of health, uh, how much you're going to get production-wise out of them, and are they a burden on the herd, uh, should they be culled right now? Much like the medical profession in the countries that have already been hit with austerity, like Britain, 
where you enter the hospital there and they label you A, B, C, or D. And if your D forgets it, if you have a cardiac arrest in the hospital, because that means you're not going to get resuscitated. You see, you're not of value to the greater society or the community. And I'm, I'm not kidding you about that. You think I am. That's the practical way that the elite run the world. So they can have no privacy in this world. It's a time where uh, the truth, all that was hidden, as is said in, in one of their old books, uh, would be shouted from the rooftops, meaning there'd be no secrets whatsoever. And it's amazing they could write that revelations all those thousands of years ago because that was the big plan even back then. Well, here's a, an article here, and, and I love how they present it to the public because really it's not to inform you, it's to make you feel apathetic. Remember, Russell said this, they'd have to create a form of apathy by actually telling you the truth sometimes, but never giving you a solution to it. To, to what to do about it. August the 6th, it says here, Wall Street Journal, tracking is an assault on liberty with real dangers, it says. And uh, no kidding. You know. In a 1963 Supreme Court opinion, Chief Justice Errol Warren observed that the fantastic advances in the field of electronic communication constitute a great danger to the privacy of the individual. See, in those days, they used to talk about the individual because supposedly it's built upon individuality, this whole thing of democracy or even constitutionalism, you see. But it's a dirty word today. You're part of the herd or you're suspicious if you're an individual now. It says, the advances have only accelerated since then along with the dangers. Today, as companies strive to personalize the services and advertisements, they say, and Britney say, advertisements. They provide over the internet. The surreptitious collection of personal information is rampant. The very idea of privacy is under threat. Like that's a new, a new thought there, eh? But never really knew that before. And then it says most of us view personalization and privacy as desirable things, and we understand that enjoying more of the means of giving up some of our, of, of the other to have goods, services, and promotions tailored to our personal circumstances and desires, we need to divulge information about ourselves to corporations, governments, and other outsiders. So right away, after warning you about it, they tell you it's a good thing, really, you see. It's a trade-off. This trade-off has always been part of our lives as consumers and citizens. Well, it wasn't before the days of television, uh, you see, before all the ads bombarded you. Uh, under the guise of giving you entertainment in between the, the, the ads. You, you were not bombarded with things you never thought of buying or probably didn't want. But that's the whole idea of advertising. It's an invasion, it's an intrusion into your privacy. But here they're trying to say, well, they want to personalize the, the, the ads for you, just for you. Well, I don't, I don't need that. I really don't need that. You think it's just the CIA that's got personality profiles on you? No, they see they all share the same information at the top. Where there's a buck to be made, they're all in it together. And as I've said before, too, every country uh, under the British Commonwealth, like Canada, uh, has a privacy commissioner uh, uh, put in Parliament there, who every so often comes out and tells you, you have no privacy, it's a danger, danger, danger signal, and, and then he says he's got no power to do anything about it. Well, you see, that's meant to feel, make you feel more apathetic, because um, if it's wrong, as they say it's wrong, uh, then why don't they stop it since they're in the governmental positions? Well, it's not meant to be stopped, you see. Google have come out, I've read the articles on the air, I think, last week, 
telling you that the world they're bringing in will have no privacy whatsoever. It's, that's the intention of it. Now, many youngsters already don't really mind that. They have no idea of the past. They have no idea of the horrors of the past. They themselves have never experienced any horrors at all, pretty well, apart from maybe the end of their of their uh, ice cream falling off the cone. Um, that's the people of today, the youngsters. They can imagine the things that happen when you have no privacy and they know who you are. Back with more after these messages. Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and we're back cutting through the matrix just talking about privacy and it's an odd concept to a lot of youngsters today as they walk around with things stuck on their face, yapping into the ether uh, with their eyes glazed and oblivious of those around them. Uh, They don't really mind having no privacy. They think all this is great because it's been created really for them and they they, they truly think they're in touch with everything. never dawns on them that all the info that's put out there is basically put out there to fascinate them for their particular age group. Lots of uh, money has been spent, lots of staff work in making sure that they get uh, their idea of another reality once again, but never the real one. And they're a step away really from uh, the, the THX 1138 movie version of uh, the humanoid who really is tracked and traced and watched 24 hours per day. And, of course, we already know that the drugs are coming in with everything more overtly than just sneaking it into your food to sterilize you. I'm talking about drugs that will affect your brain as well. I think they already are doing that, apart from the spraying in the air. We are under, really, a total war. But they're getting back to this article from the Wall Street Journal. As I say, they, 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 they tell you that there's going to be no privacy and it's terrible. Oh, dear, 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 dear. And then, of course, on the left-hand side of the page, they've got the great privacy debate where Jim Harper will tell you why tracking isn't bad and why you should allow them to lay cookies down on your every site that you go on to and so on. So there's how they give the dialectic, you know, that, oh, it's terrible, terrible, but it isn't that bad. You know, there's a trade-off and you get so much back in return. But and like that, I like have the title it too, The Great Privacy Debate. Well, where's the debate? I don't see any debates. Have you heard of any debate about having privacy? doesn't happen. Because this is the intention. This is the intention. What struck me if quite a few years back when there was a hurricane went into uh, northern Latin America, and they had the big agencies there from World Health Organization and different ones went down. And all they did was go around all these people who were either dead or half dying, uh, to get their, their social insurance numbers, their ID, you see. And the ones who were dying weren't given food and water and all the rest of it. No, they, were, they were told to, to keep that in their hand or pin it on some clothing so that when they came back the next time, they'd know who it was so they could bury them. It's really for their records. They're incredible bookkeepers at the top there. Uh, if you're a really good farmer, you want to make sure you know everything about your cattle. And you want to know how they expired, why they expired, where they expired, how old they were, uh, what, how heavy they were, and all these strange things uh, that, that really obsessional people do. And that's what it's all about, too, you see. 
in the future, you, you'll probably go into something like Soylent Green, which they're already creating. Uh, they, they already have the stuff to turn you into a sort of green goo. There's articles out in the newspapers about it, how wonderful it will be for the earth. And I have no doubt whatsoever, as we become more and more dehumanized, uh, and we're more and more in, we're into the god of science now, you see. And if science says something's good, you'll always get the, the ones who think they're avant-garde taking the first plunge into whatever it happens to be that they're advised to do. So when they tell you to eat these little green snack bars, full of protein and stuff, and what's the problem? It's all been synthesized or, or, or reconstituted and blah, 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 and it's thoroughly hygienic to eat. They will go ahead and do it. I mean, you've already got corpses hanging on wires, for goodness sake, in art galleries, and it's called art. So you're being dehumanized all the time with a big plan in mind, and you don't even know it. You don't even know it. What kind of reality you're really, really in, and the fact that there's nothing out there by chance. Nothing at all. Believe you me, if something was out there that, that came out of the blue, uh, out of the, the control or, or slipped under the radar of the big boys that could have upset the art apple cart in any way at all, it would be another Kelly job. You know, you'd be found in a forest somewhere very quickly with your blood drained. Uh, that's how they really operate. Plato said it himself. He said the culture is always given from the top, from the elite down to the people. If any true grassroots thing sprung up, uh, it could literally upset the whole apple cart. There'd be so many ripples of effects they couldn't predict that they would lose control over the public. So if anything's big, like, like, like hang corpses along the um, wires on skateboards and all the rest of it, and put them on display across the West, that's because it's authorized from the very, very top. Even the fashions... Believe you me, the fashions and the whole sexual promiscuity is authorized from the very, very top. They talked about doing this to destroy any semblance of that old enemy of theirs, and that's the family unit. Because men at one time, when they were men, and were not full of estrogens, used to fight for their family or their tribe or their neighbors or whatever, you see. It's all a big plan. So that's a great privacy debate, that non-event, that... that uh, is just meant to make you feel, well, what can you do? Oh, we better just allow them to have all our data, you see. And then, of course, it's, it's meant to come out and coincide at the same time with the CNN story on Facebook, of course. You see, all these companies, I've said this years ago, that Google and all these big boys are put out by the CIA, the NSA. The NSA tracks, and that's the big boys for all data gathering across the planet. And they don't come out of the blue by themselves. Once again, if they did, and the big boys objected to it, uh, there'd be people going missing so darn quickly and be shut down so darn quickly if it was not in the agenda. Uh, it would be a, again, that would be a real non-event. You'd hear it announced, and that would be the last you'd hear of it. So it says, social networking giant Facebook has entered the check-in world. So, and the executives on Wednesday announced the launch of Facebook Places to track people and your friends. Back with more after this break. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth.
Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt. We're cutting through the matrix. Uh, talking about Facebook after the the privacy non-debate, uh, it just shows you the joke of it all, eh? Because they're, they're talking about debate. Well, there's no debates going on about privacy whatsoever at the top. It's the agenda to have no privacy. Mind you, they made laws at the beginning to make sure that very important people like themselves uh, could have information kept off of all these things through, I guess the CIA does it all for them, or the NSA or something, because you, you, you can only get so much on Wikipedia, and that's all you're allowed to know. Not very much either. Anyway, it says that the Facebook's introducing its check-in feature. Check-in feature, right? Check-in, yeah. And they're copying Foursquare, the other Masonic organization, and Gowala. It's inter- I don't know what Gowala means, but Walla used to be uh, a carrier. It was a derogatory term they used in the British Empire, like a tea walla and stuff like that. So you're a go-walla, you're a gopher, you know, a little carrier at the bottom of nobody, and you don't, you don't realize you're really working for them, you see. So Gowalia will allow people to use their GPS on their mobile phones to let friends know exactly where they are. Yeah, that's what it's all about, to let them know where they are. It's for, it's so, it's for, so they'll know where you are, right, for your friends. Facebook Places is, avail- is available immediately in the United States through the latest version of Facebook's iPhone. This is really an ad, you see. They give these ads straight into the papers and for other advanced mobile phones through the company's site for advanced mobile devices. So users who wish to announce their location to their friends, the NSA and everybody else out there on Facebook would tap a check-in button to see a list of places nearby and then choose a place that matches where they are. And I read that article too from the, the Foursquare before, uh, it was about two or three weeks ago there, where a journalist tracked a person down. Uh, because they like to form little groups. It's so so typical with the little networking things. They form little groups that don't even know each other. But you got a woman's name, age, place of work, and the whole bit, where she goes, what bar she would be at that night even, and, and they eventually introduced themselves. Great thing for stalkers. Yeah, so, uh, But again, you can't tell the public. They fall for this stuff. It's free, of course. Everything's free. And, um, and they just love it. They just love it. Uh, to, to help the agencies know what they're up to, where they are, even what they're saying. And, of course, a lot of them also take photographs when you shut them off, just, just to let them know exactly the, the conditions of where you are, around about you. Amazing, isn't it? It's amazing that, that there's an old poem that said, man may go with a, a whimper, not with a bang. And that's, that's how they're going out right now, you know, just little whimpers. I've also talked about... The, the iris scanners and things like that. So Mexico City apartment has really put them in big time. I'll put an article, I'll put the link up for this article on my website at the end of the show. And it talks about uh, iris scanners create the most secure city in the world. Welcome Big Brother. Again, meant to make you feel apathetic by saying welcome Big Brother because there's no objections anywhere in it to, to this at all. And how, you know, they're going, they're going to, they're putting it up all over the place. Biometrics R&D firm Global Rainmakers Inc. announced nice, nice name too, Rainmakers. Eh? Announced today that it's rolling out its iris scanning technology to create what it calls the most secure city in the world, in a partnership with Leon, one of the largest cities in Mexico, with a population of more than a million. GRI will fill the city with eye scanners that will help law enforcement revolutionise the way we live, not to mention marketers <laughs> as well. <laughs> Uh, you ever wonder, too, what they can program you with when they scan your iris? You ever watch them scanning it? 
And you'll see it in all the movies too, where it moves from, from the bottom right up, this ray of light. And I'll bet you anything they can actually program you in certain ways with it too. And who knows how many times to do it before you're blind as well. I often wonder about that too. So, but it won't matter if you're blind, you just get on your, your, your iPhone and your, your friends will be around and punch your, your global positioning uh, situation and they'll all come and help you. After they've mugged you, that is, and left you to die, no doubt. So, that's the world that we live in. It's, it's all programmed, it's all pre-thought out, planned, at big meetings. Hundreds and hundreds of think tanks take parts in uh, facilitating the future for their masters. We are definitely not the masters, remember. And it's all been worked out way in advance before your, your granddaddy was born, in fact. Now, I mentioned as well, I did touch on this, this article, but didn't go into it in any depth, and it's about how they train us incrementally. See, one time they used to take years to get us uh, kind of used to something that was kind of iffy. Iffy is something that we're not quite sure of, and like privacy, stuff like that. People used to care about privacy and stuff like that. And, in fact, they used to have wars about it. They'd have a war or rebellions when they had invasions of privacy by the states. And soldiers would burst into your rooms or and billet themselves there. Uh, that's part of the reason, too, they had the, the American Revolution. They've all forgotten that, of course. But anyway, and they don't need to get busted. Now they, they bring all the toys home and let them all know what's happening inside their house. But getting back to this article here, it's, it says here... Um, WSU tries for, for CIA contract with skeletal identification. Now, they train you, as I say, incrementally, and they've already trained you with uh, airport scans. Well, you see, these X-rays aren't going very deep, you know. They can just stop just like that, just on the surface of the skin, which has already been proved in bunkum. It was, it was bunkum to start with. It was meant to get you, put you at ease. Oh, well, you know, I might just get a melanoma, skin cancer, but nothing terribly serious. And, but even that, that's how stupid people are. You know, they, they, rather than everybody saying, I ain't going there, you know. You see how fast they would take all that stuff down if folks said, no, that's it. Uh, and, and they started losing business. But no, they have to go, they have to go and go off and, uh, to some country and wear their little hats here, steaming in the sun, come back all burned, and then get more x-rays to help the melanomas along, I suppose. But anyway, he's not, they get used to the idea. It's not terribly bad, and it's just getting you to the next step. And they showed you this, they always show you these things in sci-fi movies, often the comedy ones too, years before. Uh, they introduce them to the public. Now, it isn't because the writers, these, the, the top script writers, uh, have great imaginations and that, and that the producers in Hollywood are, are really fantastic at foreseeing the future. It's because, you see, the guys who write this, the really top stuff uh, are, belong to the future of society. And that's where the big philanthropists uh, run, run the show again. And they approach the right ones and they'll say, we want you to write a story about this. Give it a human interest story. Make sure there's a lot of sex and there's a chase in it too and lots of smashes of cars and things. But here's what you want to add into it to get the message across. You know, embed this into it. And that's how you get programmed for the future. And there was one where Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, I think it may have been the Total Recall one, um, goes off in his fantasy virtual uh, holiday and he goes through in the fantasy, he goes through the airport and you see his skeleton walking through and there's a gun, of course, stuck in the belt. But 
here you are, the train's already, well, x-rays now are good for you. You see, that wasn't too bad. We haven't had any reports of folk dropping dead yet because they won't tell you how many folk dropped dead or got cancers from the last type. So the WSU tries for CIA contract with skeletal identification. Technology could help identify <gasps> terrorists again. Oh, they're here, they're there, they're everywhere. Eh? Wow, terrorists. Amazing, eh? And this article here, it goes on to say, uh, Wright State University Research Institute is one of a dozen groups chosen from a field of 500 applicants to submit plans to the Central Intelligence Agency for cutting-edge technology, cutting-edge, ooh, to identify potential terrorists and other suspects. You know how long they've been x-raying folk? <laughs> cutting-edge technology. The only cutting-edge is that they've cut off our brains so we don't recoil from it. University researchers working on t- uh, to develop what they believe is the nation's first bone-scanning uh, identification system. And it should know next year where the CIA will opt to use their biometric I- identifier. Each skeletal structure is unique, wow, and can be identified with X-rays by measuring bones, the distance between them, and bone density. This is a, this is a high-intensity a bust of radiation you're going to get here, folks. Believe you me. Existing identification systems like fingerprints and facial recognition software can be tricked. Really, each time they come out with that stuff, they said it was foolproof. How can they be tricked? See researchers tasked with developing the new technology. We think this is spoof-proof, says Julie Skipper, an associate professor and biomedical engineer who's going to get lots of money from this. Sorry, I did that last part on myself. Who expects a prototype to be ready by this time next year. Skipper is working with fellow researcher Pani Kadambi to develop the idea of S. Narayanan, the Dean of Engineering and Computer Science College, who envisions the technology being used at points of entry into the country. Oh, really? I mean, it also means out to the country. Doesn't that mean out to the country as well? Hmm? The research is the latest example of a push by Wright State and other universities to solve real-world problems, said Ryan. See, it's all about solving problems. Don't you understand? These people are altruistic. They work, they're just like the characters in the movies that you see, like the cops. And some poor child's been kidnapped, and the guy can't sleep, and he, and he tosses and turns, and he's got to get out of his bed, even though he's off duty, and still go on the hunt for the bad guys. These people are the same as them. You understand that? You've got all these folk... Thousands of these little scientists just waiting for the right kind of grant to come along so they can run out their bed and go out and help humanity by dosing you with x-rays and getting lots of money for doing it. Ah, what a world, eh? The face can be disguised or disfigured, but the skeleton is always there, said Kadambi. Even twins have a different bone structure. Wow. Oh, you're always learning, eh? <laughs> What junk, eh? What absolute claptrap. But this is the world, as I say, you're brought into. You're trained step by step. Now, believe you me, before they gave you the first so-called surface ones, which were not surface at all, x-rays at airports, they knew where they were going to take it. You're conditioned to adapt and adapt and adapt. We're the most adaptable species on the planet. Remember that. Don't ever forget that. That's why Russell and others and the Huxleys could say, could, could, literally could say with confidence, They could create any kind of society they wished, with any kind of belief system as they wished, where they'd give you all the new culture and social norms, whatever they happen to be, and you'd you'd, you'd accept them all. You'd think it's all quite normal. When he wrote Brave New World, Aldo Huxley, he he was in again with Haldane and all the other guys mentioned their day in Birkenhead, 
and others of the higher elites uh, and the geneticists who were already working on genes and fiddling with them too long before they told the public they were actually discovered. Back in their day, they pretended that it was just theoretical. They, they surmised they were there, but one day they'll be able to see them. Maybe one day way down in the future. That's what they always tell you when they make you believe you're on the cutting edge. Meanwhile, they were already working on these things. And you'll find little glimpses of that in lots of boring books if you read the right ones. Because Rutherford, the great uh, mathematician uh, in the early 1900s, said in his biography that he was employed to work with geneticists on human genes. Wow. Well, why would you need a mathematician there for unless you could actually see them and count them and all the rest of it? Eh? <laughs> little clues come out once in a while, but uh, they don't make much of a fuss about it. So that's really the world we're in. Uh, step by step by step by step by step. And with the ID card, of course, always lurking in the background. But really, you know darn well they're going to go to the implanted chip. You know that, don't you? I mean, you all know it. Most children won't mind. They've actually done surveys in schools, and I've got some here, where the youngsters uh, all put their hands up when they said, what do you, th- what do you think about having uh, all your ID and maybe even a computer chip that will interact with other computers in your arm or in your body, and they all put their hands up. They, they wanted it. They thought it was just fantastic an idea, you see. Yeah. See, you can only do this with children. I used to think that, at least I may be wrong, but you can do that with children because they are incredibly trusting and incredibly naive. They have no wisdom. They aren't old enough to have accumulated any. And mammals always look to the adults to warn them of dangers. All mammals do. And if we don't do it to the children, of course, they'll think everything is just okay. And go along with it. They don't, they can't envisage real horror. Even as they sit and play their slaughter games on their, on their army created videos and games, uh, they can't imagine real horror at all. They don't know that the people have come along in the past and taken whole nations to wars and slaughtered people or revolutions like the Soviet Revolution came along and slaughtered millions of people, executed them. They don't know that. It's all unreal to them. And yet you give these little brains over to the school system that's guaranteed to make sure that they turn into the kind of citizen that the state wants them to be. One of the masses, you know, a non-thinker. A conformist, even if they're conforming with tattoos up their arms, that's conforming. Where do you think that all comes from? And little things sticking out their skin and zips and all the rest of it stuck in their cheeks. That's conforming to the culture creators. That's all put out there deliberately. You know, it's the easiest thing to do as you, as you trans, as you go through transition between two systems is total and utter degeneration to bring in the new system. Look at ancient Greece, that's exactly what they did there. Ancient Rome, same thing again, same formula. What's it Plato said? He says you can make the people do anything that's ever been, that ever been made to do in the past. You just have to know the formula and how to introduce it, and they will behave precisely as you expect them to. It's astonishing. The culture creation business is a vital part of the conditioning process. They count on it at the top. 
You know, I've mentioned this many times before, and people you know, they don't dwell on it much, but the communist system, which again was the, the great social experiment that the big boys in the West set up for those in the East, and they funded it, and Russell and all these guys went over uh, very often to see how well it was doing, because you see, they got away with being called the first truly scientific atheistic state in the world. Therefore, science would rule, and science would go much further in experimentation than was humanly allowed in the West, because they had silly things like religions and stuff, and human rights. And they did open the skulls of many, many prisoners and do various testing on live people who eventually, of course, died under the operations. Things you'd never believe were tried on people. And as I say, the aristocracy of Britain went over all the time. Trotsky complained about it in his own book called My Life. Why would the great aristocracy, the arch enemy of communism and vice versa, be invited over to the Soviets to have the tours of these scientific establishments. Hmm? Why do you think? And the same people and and their descendants rule today. And believe you me, they brought in all academia. Academia, evolution, man's just an animal. As, As Julian Huxley said, the brother Aldous, he says, he says, uh, and he was the first CEO of UNESCO, of course, for the children, to standardize in education. He said that um, they'd have to dethrone man from his pedestal back after this break. Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and we're cutting through the matrix. Now, I'll also put, along with the links at the end of the night, it'll pop on my website, cuttingthroughthematrix.com. Uh, one you can look through, it's, uh, it's a Google video of children helping police uh, in Spain. You think it's all coming down just in the US with Obama's uh, one million child army sort of thing. Uh, it's happening everywhere. This is public-private and bringing the civilians into it. You already have civilians coming out in place of the police in San Francisco and other places. I've got the articles here. They've, they're doing that in Britain. There's cops that go out. They can't arrest people right now, but they go out to crime scenes. They're, they're civilians, really. Uh, that's breaking out all over. But again, coming back to the great society, they call it the big society, the grand society, something that was mentioned during the, the French Revolution, especially the second one, the one at the Bastille, uh, where they had the barricades up. Uh, they talk about the great society, the grand society that they're talking about in Britain now, where philanthropy, again, the Weishaupt idea, will take over. The parallel government come out into the open and run the, the world according to the way that they dictate. And here's an article here. It's a book called The Billionaire Boys, Beware of Geeks Bearing Gifts, an old play on the Greeks bearing gifts from the Telegraph. And it was on about the big billionaires club, the ones, uh, Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, the richest people, Oprah Winfrey and all that, uh, giving a lot of money away to charity. Uh, they say half here, but it's, that's a lie. Uh, and it's also a downside, said, says William Langley, and that's from August the 7th. But really, when you see that kind of money collectively that they're throwing into the stock market, they can bend any country 
and on social program, whichever way they wish. You see how they've done it outside of politics again and bypassing government. All the guys in government know this, of course, it's all part of the plan. But it's just to let you know how bad it really is. And these are the guys who want to depopulate drastically. They've, we've already exposed that on this show from articles that they've, they've, that's been released. I think it was the Irish paper first came out with uh, one of their first meetings with Rockefeller had and Oprah Winfrey and Bill Gates and so on. And their biggest part of their agenda, their topic was to depopulate the world and sterilize the people. Uh, that was on their minds. It's amazing how you become a big philanthropist and suddenly that's your biggest, biggest problem, isn't it? But of course, they're, they're only rich because they were brought up. It's just like Neo getting brought up from the water uh, at the beginning of the Matrix movie. That's the Masonic part. He sees the light, the door opens, and this big arm pulls him through the lion's paw. And once they've pulled you up into the real light, you see where things, you see things, how they really work. You've got to pay them back when they make you very famous and wealthy. And that's part of the, of the, the thing that they do. Now, Pepsi as well, I've got an article here where Pepsi's put all these massive ads out, and someone sent this article to me, actually it's an email. It said, on the site, Pepsi is openly asking people to vote for society projects and is planning to inject funds to help the community in these certain fields that are traditionally run and funded by independent social groups or municipalities. You see how they're doing it? They're bypassing things that they were all government-run, and now they're they're... They're, they're going, getting right involved with the same thing that they're talking about in Britain, the big society, philanthropy. They know better what's good for you, you see. And they use all their own little corporate logos and the little terms that they use, refresh everything. They're going to refresh everything in society. You understand what that means? Hmm? All the big boys are involved in this, all the big corporations. And, of course, we know that Coke got started with the real stuff. It was the real thing at one time from coca leaves. Anyway, from Hamish myself from Ontario, Canada, it's good night to me. Your God or your gods go with you.